The third season of the business podcast Grow Now will address a multitude of questions that every entrepreneur has encountered or has asked himself at least once. The untold story of what an entrepreneur's life is made of, the enthusiasm and the true beauty of entrepreneurship, a journey that happens either because of necessity or due to the opportunities presented. But is it for everyone? Join us for the answers that this exciting new season has in store. Hello everyone and welcome to the Entrepreneur Story, the new season of the Grow Now podcast. My name is Raluca Gomeja. I'm an international business owner, speaker, consultant, coach, and mostly what I do these days is supporting entrepreneurs grow their life and their businesses. I have two big passion in life, one for people and one for businesses. So seeing people and businesses grow, it is what gives me a sense of purpose. In this new season, I'll be focusing on sharing secrets to open and grow any businesses. These are the stories nobody shares, the tips, the real truths of what it means to have a business and live an entrepreneurial life. Nobody prepares us to be or become an entrepreneur. There is no specific school for it, and most of successful entrepreneurs who can share their stories are too busy to do so. So providing you have wondered, would it be good for me to have my own business? Do I really have what it takes to be successful? Or now that I started and see the struggle with it, should I keep going or stop before it's too late? Or gosh, I really work hard. I wonder why my business is not longer growing. This and so many more answers in this new season. While you may listen to this podcast while driving or doing something in parallel, I will definitely encourage you to take notes, at least for the tips and things to do, as this is the best way not only to remember, but also to implement, because the key is implementation. And as most entrepreneurs have no time, we'll keep it short, 10-15 minutes per week, so you can actually make time for you and your business. People ask me, is this the right moment to start something different, to be innovative, to implement things? Sure it is. Most of us are afraid to invest or even start working with an expert to find ways further. This podcast could be the affordable way to actually start doing and see the results before you decide to invest in working with someone. Ready? Let us start this beautiful story of entrepreneurs. Hello, my dear friends, my dear listeners, and welcome back to your entrepreneur story. After talking about different clients topics for today, I wanted to share with you a few secrets to better deal with the lack of patience for a high important client or a high important project and how to handle better the time and the outcome in between two meetings. This week I was working with a client uh, who was in between the two client meetings, yet a very important client on a project over eight figures. Now, you can count how many zeros I'm putting in that project. He was mentioning how stressed he was, how impatient for the meeting to to come and to take place, and how worried he was for the deal. Now, obviously, when he was mentioning all that, and when, again, we are counting the zero on that project, uh, the importance of that project also for him and for his client. It is only natural to feel that level of stress, anxiety, worry, and so forth and so forth. 
at that level of a deal, we as humans, we may feel that pressure. Yet, that kind of deal, not only taking a lot of time to be finalized, it also requires systematic meetings. Right? So it's only normal for that situation or in that situation, every single one of us to become impatient. However, by becoming impatient, a few things happen. Let me just highlight two of them. One is that we keep our focus on the things that are missing. I want this meeting now. I want to know the contract will be signed uh, for what amount and in which condition so I can take my focus away from it. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of this project. It's taking a long time. It's not even signed. This negotiation phase is so long, blah, blah, blah. When it's like that, the rest of my life and the rest of my business is affected. That not only is disturbing uh, for me as a person, it's also inefficient as it's not taking, uh, it's not totally in our control and it's taking all our energy. And knowing when and how the contract will eventually be signed is nothing that we can do about. It is endangering at the same time for the rest of our business, the rest of our projects, the rest of our clients, as we don't focus on that where when we do um, have a little bit more of energy, that energy that is remaining is not enough to focus on those topics. The energy is spent mostly in the impatience. The second thing that I want to highlight for you is that at that moment when we are becoming impatient, we keep focusing on what that client once and what may not once, what may go wrong. So we may tend to keep asking questions, asking for news, sending additional messages or calls, which may have an impact on the client, not only because they need the time they are taken and they consider it necessary for whatever reason uh, that it's, you know, uh, available for them. Also, because it is irritating to have same, same question over and over and that can also be a sign of a lack of professionalism. Therefore, affecting not only the current contract and the way they are signing this contract or the condition that they are putting on the current contract, but potentially the entire relationship in the future. So you see, on the one hand, it is only human to be impatient, to be stressed out, to be worried in between clients' meetings when the stake is huge. On the other hand, we just realized by what I just said or shared with you before that is not useful nor efficient. To the extreme, it may even have the total opposite outcome than the one we wish for. So, what can we do when we realize that this is not useful, useful nor efficient? Yet, our emotions is are not calming down. Usually, we know it is not because we know something does not serve us that we know how to stop it or how to transform it. Other, uh, put it in another words, simply because I'm telling my mind this is stupid, um, a stupid thing or something else or stop worrying, may have the exact opposite effect than the mind calming down or the mind focusing on something else. So simply by telling my mind this is stupid doesn't mean that my mind will not focus on that. 
and I hope you all agree with that. However, like always, in this podcast, I share with you the things that we can actually do. The first thing is to be aware of our own impatience. Just by recognizing that we feel impatient, it may be just a simple phrase, I feel impatient right now. Yet, just by recognizing that, it is a huge step in taking care of that feeling and reducing the impatience we may be feeling. Again, awareness is the very first step. So, by the way, when my client was telling me I feel so impatient, the first thing I said to him is say, yes, I hear that you feel impatient. And it's only normal considering what is at stake for you. You see, when we feel impatient and somebody is telling you this phrase, do you think your impatience will go lower, higher, or will stay at the same level? You get what I'm saying. Now, it's the same phrase that we can say to ourselves. I feel impatient right now. I hear that I feel impatient and it's only normal considering what is at stake for me right now. Only by saying that and we feel calmer right away. Second step, it's after accepting the situation in which we, after being aware of the situation in which we are, is to accept it as it is. Which means what? Right now, I just don't know where, when, or if the contract will be signed. It is not in my hands. There is nothing much I can do about it. It is what it is. So, accepting the timing in which things are happening, it's only the most logical next step. In order to accept the situation as it is, in, the process is quite straightforward. Now, let me explain it a little bit further. Usually, when we don't accept a situation, it's not about the situation in itself. It's about how we interpret that situation. Like for this example, in our case, it may, uh, my client was thinking that the, his client that was you know, postponing his meeting was disrespectful to him. Because it says, well, uh, let's meet on Wednesday, and on Wednesday say, I'm sorry, I cannot make it till Friday. And he was keep postponing the meeting. Of course, it's not easy to face that when we are prepared, when we are in attention of that negotiation. Yet, in the same time, it means what it means. We have no clue on the real reason the client was postponing. So why make it personal? Why take it as, you know, a lack of respect? What is difficult is to accept it that we deserve what is happening. Yet, nobody is saying we should. What we accept is not that we deserve to be disrespected, not to mention this is not even the case in our example, but as a simple, it's just a simple interpretation of my client mind about the situation, right? But even when that may happen, right? It's not accepting that we deserve to be disrespected, it's accepting simply what is happening, because factually, this is what it is. The client moved the meeting from Wednesday to Friday. It is a fact. Accept it because it's the reality. It is like saying, I don't accept now it's night and I want sunlight. We can be upset about it for a long time, yet the sun will not come up in the middle of the night, independent of how upset or un unaccepted or uh, accepted or unaccepted we are about this situation, or patient or unpatient we are about that situation. The sun will come up in the morning and hope that makes sense. Uh, the third step, it's once we are aware of the situation and we accept it, 
is to make a conscious choice. Well, I have all the rights to be impatient right now. Yet it is this making me happier, clearer? Does this help me in any way? Do I have a better result since I'm impatient? Etc. As the answer is no, I can now make a different choice. Once I accept it's my client timing and is needed for them, I can decide what I am doing in the meantime. Do I focus my entire energy on something that is not at all in my control? Or do I choose to focus and invest my energy in other projects that are totally in my control? And finally, the last step is to trust the process. Sometimes we want to hurry things up. We want them to happen in our own timing and space. When we decided this will be the way and only way, period. Yet, life is not always as we say or as we want it. And in the same time, it tends to happen for us, not against us. In our current context or example, trusting the process means that it may be more efficient to allow the space and the time to the client so they can analyze all aspects and take the best decision. Then to rush them and maybe for them not to be able to take that pressure or as they are not ready and therefore not to sign it at all. Trusting the process means we are confident that based on all that information and support we have given them, um, the clients will take the needed amount of time and when they need us back, they will find us. Of course, in between, nothing stops us to, you know, every now and then to make sure they are on track, they have all the elements that they needed, uh, to make sure that they know we are here. Yet, when we do those checks without impatience, not only the client feels it, but also turns out to be more professional and therefore more efficient. Remember, it is not about how long is the waiting. It's about what we are doing while we are waiting. And by the way, I do accept that sometimes we are following all this process and we are waiting, 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 and the final result is not satisfactory. Uh, we put all our energy into the shot, into this contract, and the contract eventually is not signed. That can happen. Actually, when my fly back to Turkey this week, I was watching this movie, which is called King Richard, and it's about um, Williams, uh, Venus and Serena Williams, and the way their father was, you know, pushing them into success. And by the end of the movie, there is a scene over there where um, Venus Williams is playing against uh, Sanchez, and then at that moment, she's just a young, uh, 14, 15 years old, and she's focusing and she's fighting for every single point, like it's the point of her life. And she was losing, right? And the coach uh, from the side of the, of the tennis court was only saying that, let go, next one. Which means what? We put all our energy into a contract. It is not signed. It's okay. Let go. Focus on the next one. Hope this helps and I cannot wait to hear more of your results by applying these four steps and as well of your own challenges right now and questions so we can address more of them in the coming episodes. Till next, enjoy! This is Your Entrepreneur Story. 
Thank you for listening and for more information on her business coaching, ebooks and mastermind programs, please visit mitraluka.com.